0: Now, ahead of the fourth meeting of the Citizens' Assembly on drug use this weekend, I'm joined by the Chair of the Assembly, Paul Reid, to talk about the focus of this week's meeting, uh, which includes a criminal justice perspective on drugs and a focus on legislative change. Uh, Paul, good morning and welcome. Good morning to you, Pat, and
1: congratulations
0: on a great milestone. Ten years, it, sometimes it feels like an eternity and other times it feels like yesterday since we began. Um, so, let's talk about uh, where you are in this process. How many meetings So far, how many to go?
1: This weekend coming up will be our fourth assembly meeting, so we've had three so far of a total of six meetings which concluded in the middle of October. So we're we're just about over the halfway stage after this weekend. Uh, I guess there's, to date, we've three areas of a mandate from government to bring back recommendations, and they are on legislation, as you said, but also related to policy and services. So the first three meetings have focused on policy and services, and this weekend focused on criminal justice and legal system.
0: That's where a lot of people would be focused, you know, whether or not uh, uh, the use of certain drugs should be decriminalized or uh, even going farther than that uh, to legalize the use of certain drugs. Um, The Assembly, who will they hear from?
1: Yeah, well, that is a big issue in terms of coverage, legalisation, penalisation, decriminalisation. But before we went into that debate, we were anxious that the members heard a wider perspective on it, particularly from lived experiences of individuals. And I guess throughout those first three meetings, there's a number of core teams have come through uh, firstly, uh, trauma. Uh, many of the people who we spoke to in, addict, in addiction services have suffered early life trauma, and it's an awful vicious cycle. Early life trauma, get into using drugs to numb the effects of that trauma, get into criminalisation, prison service, and it's a whole vicious cycle that emerges. So that grounded us very well. Uh, but but other issues around marginalisation, uh, areas of high social deprivation suffer hard. Drugs are pervasive all across the country but some areas suffer really worse.
0: Now, uh, when you look at uh, why people go into addiction and poverty and social deprivation, and uh, maybe uh, almost a genetic heritage of drug use going back three or four uh, generations, uh, that's fine. But any move that is made in terms of decriminalization and in maybe ultimately legalization, doesn't just kind of address the problem for these people who are addicted in coping, it might help them to cope. But it also widens out the availability of drugs to a wider societal cohort, and that might lead to you know, people who might never have really embraced uh, a drug life, embracing it.
1: Yeah, and that's an important one for the Assembly members. We have to look at this from a whole of population basis. Uh, there's many views. There's a lot of advocates say many people have used certain type drugs and don't suffer harm. And we've listened to that um, that you are correct. The issue of marginalisation in some communities is not just a function of drugs or drug supply, it's a function of poverty, uh, social deprivation, wider investment areas. So we have to take all of that in context. Uh, But it does give us a really good insight heading into this weekend in terms of that debate around decriminalisation. You know, why would you do it? Would you keep the status quo? And there's a whole range along the continuum of potential changes that could be
0: made. Now, I'm sure you'll hear uh, the experts or maybe you've already heard uh, from overseas. You know, many people are advocates of the Portuguese situation where if uh, you were caught and uh, whether it's one strike or two, but eventually you end up in either prison or the health service. That means you've got to have a health service. And this is an area in which you are an expert. A health service that actually can offer the help that people need yeah
1: many many countries have moved to a model which is called a stronger health diversion model so instead of uh, for simple possession for personal use instead of ending up with a criminal conviction you are diverted into supports of the health system Uh, now we do have an element of that in Ireland but it is still a criminal offence if you're caught in possession under section 3 of the 1977 drugs act it's a criminal offence but there is some health diversion methods some countries have decriminalized that aspect and focused is solely on health diversion. Some countries have gone further along the continuum and what we say is legalised or, you know, put in regulation and legislation to fully legalise drugs. So we're looking at all ends along that continuum from status quo, you know, liberalisation, legalisation, regularization or decriminalisation.
0: Now, now we can look at parallels, for example, prohibition in the United States simply didn't work. I mean, the she beans were set up and uh, and so on, and eventually uh, alcohol was legalised again, but controlled at the same time. I mean, uh, in this jurisdiction, you can't open all hours of the day yet, although there are some people Mm -hmm. looking for that kind of thing. The sale is limited to uh, certain age cohorts uh, and so on. In terms of gambling, uh, we know that you can gamble online now, but governments are moving maybe to having liberalised to to maybe try to claw some of that back when every sport seems to be associated with gambling. And a general point was, do we need to liberalise something else? Is it not going to obey the law of unintended consequences that will create harm
1: yeah and that's many of the presenters who have presented to us have given us a wider perspective on internationally as you say and national perspectives on countries that have made a different approach and some of it is the unintended consequences and we've certainly heard from for example a Garda Shea here uh, and are they've been very clear the first assembly and since uh, you know they would be opposed to legalizing because they see many unintended consequences that could strain could constrain their powers or even you 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 know, Ireland becoming a destination for drugs tourism. Now, we have to look at that. That's one element of the inputs uh, and our other view is that say, no, we are putting too much harm and resources on our on, our, on Garda Shea on our health system by criminalizing people at a very early stage. And indeed, many of the lived experiences we've seen from people, once they get a criminal conviction. So, so that's the alternative argument. Cycle.
0: Listen, guys, all the stuff you do, picking up uh, fellows who are peddling uh, a bit of dope on the street, uh, you wouldn't have to do that because it's it's not against the law. That's one argument. On the other hand, the availability of, of people to people who would never take a risk of breaking the law. And suddenly it's legal, it's fine. Uh, source your cocaine, source your, your uh, cannabis, source whatever else you like, and you won't get into trouble. A certain number of those uh, people who would never dare be illegal, they will get caught in a drug trap and it will do them serious harm.
1: Look, one of the key drivers for us is how do you re- reduce the harm. So we don't want to be making recommendations saying increases harm at a population level. That being said, I should make a couple of brief points. Steve, there are very good examples here in Ireland where between the court systems, they've taken some really good initiative to give people a chance to go through a program, a health diversion program, and not enforce a criminal conviction on the basis of the individual goes off and avails of these supports. Uh, But that's quite a high demand on the court services at the minute. and also on the health
0: service, uh, because uh, the the, the plea again and again is uh, from people who work in this area to say, look, I, I know all of these addicts and they would love to get into a program but first of all, they've got to be semi-clean or they've got to be on a methadone program for so long, they've got to prove that their life is has some hope in it before they get on. And maybe they're the people who might be able to make it on their own. It's the people who are still in a hopeless situation who need to be taken off the street and helped?
1: Well, I'm glad you raised that point because a lot of the debate is on the issue of legalisation or decriminalisation. But again, one of the three areas we have to come back in recommendations are services. And a couple of the strongest points we've heard from people in the services are one, there's a lot of inconsistency, inconsistency across the country in terms of accessibility to services. Number two, a lot of the services, apart from the HSA or the health system, are provided by community and voluntary sector they have real issues in terms of recruiting workforce because they don't have the capacity to pay at the same rates as statutory bodies. So resourcing, accessibility, inconsistency across services are, are ones that the Assembly has taken a really good interest in, where we know there's great hope, the likes of Koolmayan and, uh, and Merchants Key, where we had some site visits, some great hope and some great people coming through and transforming their lives. they had access to the services.
0: I have a text here which is specific to our discussion now. I'm in my late 30s, I have a good job, my own home and a young family. For the most part I'm in a privileged position in society, however I live in constant fear that I will be exposed for two drug offences I committed in my early 20s. The Spent Convictions Bill only allows for one offence to be spent and so despite living a law-abiding life for over 15 years, I go through life with this mark against my character. Criminalisation of drug use both for the problematic or casual user is wrong. It does not deter drug use. It only means that those who fall foul of the law are socially damaged goods for engaging in an activity that is widely socially accepted. If expanding the terms of the spent convictions bill uh, so that individuals like me can move on in a meaningful way is that being considered as part of the citizens assembly?
1: Yeah and again just two brief lines. As I mentioned the court service here and indeed in garage do make efforts to you know, not criminalized at an early stage. Some good innovations of drugs courts, uh, Judge Anne Ryan, who's working with myself and the team uh, on this, has, you know, great innovator in that space. But that being said, that texter's view has been widely represented at the assembly meetings and in our submissions. We've had over 850 submissions, uh, but 650 of them have come from individuals, and that's a very prominent um, point being made in our submissions, that people are getting criminalized at an early stage. Now again, the assembly members will have to consider that on the round, and any intended, unattended consequences.
0: Another one on WhatsApp. Decriminalising drugs, I'm against it. I grew up in Kilbarrick and at 16 we smoked hash. The biggest deterrent we had was meeting a dodgy dealer in a field. Needless to say, we took less as a result. I would say if it was legal, we would have stockpiled and taken it every day. That's uh, Dermot in Waterford. And he says uh, the greater good is to keep it illegal.
1: Yeah, and look, the harm that's caused by drug use here in Ireland is very significant. We've one of the highest rates in the world of drug induced deaths uh, we've very significant harm that we've heard from our lived experience very brave people and their families uh, that have suffered harm through drug use so drug use causes very real harm uh, for people uh, for many people uh, and again that's in the round for us to consider as part of right. any debate. Um,
0: when uh, some of the texters are saying, look, it's totally accepted that, uh, you know, people are smoking hash and uh, marijuana uh, weed on the streets of Dublin. You go through certain streets and you can smell the weed. And people have said about places like Portugal that when they liberalise their law, that again, the, the smell of weed everywhere. You, you know, you're pushing a baby in a buggy through some of these areas and you don't know how high the baby's gonna get mm-hmm. simply because of the fumes that are knocking around the place and infecting those young lungs. I mean, I, 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 what I'm saying is I appreciate how difficult mm. your problem is.
1: No, but look, I mean, Portugal is often referenced for many reasons because they made a very brave step I think time is going to tell I mean certainly early earlier reports indicate some good positive outcomes Uh, but time is going to tell even other countries have intended to go a certain direction and then change track I mean the United States 20 states have gone to a very liberal legalized environment uh, and are probably suffering some issues related to that as well but uh, just the other point to briefly make is there's also a very changing nature of drug use here in Ireland cocaine now is the top Uh, drug where Mm. people come forward for uh, supports. Uh, And so, you know, heroin in 30, 34 year olds, very strong issue Uh, and cannabis uh, in the lower age groups.
0: Um, I mean, heroin use, obviously people who are terribly addicted might uh, resort to breaking into cars, stealing handbags, muggings and so on. Generally, they're not very capable though, because of the effect of that particular drug. Cocaine on the other hand is a stimulant and can lead to a lot of violence and cocaine and alcohol after a night out in Dublin City Centre can lead to massive trouble.
1: Yeah. And I guess one thing you just remind me, we, we have to be careful too. And we listened a lot to testimonies from people lived experiences. And there's a lot of stigmatization. You know, I was listening to Primetime last night and I heard a very prominent contributor talking about the junkies that they meet in the street. Now, that kind of language, does nobody any good. It doesn't reflect the real trauma those people have suffered. Uh, so sometimes we can use language that stigmatizes people, reinforces the problem, reinforces the problem in the communities, stigmatizes not just individuals but communities about it, associates crime purely with maybe people in addiction, which is not the case solely. So we just need to be careful around some of the languages that reinforces the problem that we
0: have. Uh, this text, uh, I was all for legalizing cannabis un- until I was in the US this summer. The stink of dope on the streets was awful, not to mention the fentanyl problem, quite visible in Oakland after crossing the Golden Gate. And and that question, you know, there are more drugs uh, maybe coming down the track. Uh, fentanyl is a terrible scourge. Um, and as we heard on the program yesterday, it was it so easy to make, so cheap to make. Um, so h- hopefully it won't happen uh, to us here. But finally but what's the process then? I mean, you'll have a total of 6 meetings what then? Yeah, look, I'm
1: very privileged to be chairing this process with the other 99, assembly members. And first I want to recognise the work that they put in each weekend and up to each assembly meeting is fantastic. The grasp they're getting of the issues is really strong. We have a total of six meetings, which conclude in October. After that, at that October meeting, it's planned that the assembly members will make recommendations. That recommendations is then put in a report. We produce a report to the Oireachtas. The EROCTUS assign it to an EROCTUS committee to consider it, uh, and government equally in parallel respond to that report, what recommendations they plan to take on board and a time frame for implementation. I'd be really anxious. We see change. I've seen... The
0: the way it works is that, uh, you know, having listened to all of this, you kind of draft recommendations and put them to the... Assembly to vote. Yeah,
1: I mean, we've we've our role is not to craft legislation, but but certainly to recommend changes or not just legislation, policy issues, services issues. After that, it's up to the right people
0: who are de- elected. Paul Reed, chair of the Citizens Assembly on Drug Use. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.